Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Hello, Fearless Tribe, and welcome back. Welcome if you are new here. So I want to talk with you today about the steps to thinking like a millionaire. And I'm going to be offering here a money block too, because this is a big money block that a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, just average people are dealing with. So I really want to go through this. So have you ever wondered what is so different about the millionaire mindset? We all think that we want to make some money. We all want to be millionaires. Some of us want to be billionaires, right? Maybe you have dreams of running a seven-figure business, or maybe you don't. If you're one of my listeners, I'm guessing you wouldn't mind one bit if your business grew to seven figures. Am I right? <laughs> Either way, if you're into expanding your wealth consciousness, you are in the right place. If you want to be able to generate more resources so you can use them as a tool for good, then keep listening. Today, I'm not messing around. <laughs> I just want to drop some wisdom on you and share about four steps. And I'm really hoping that you can start to use them today. Plus, I want to discuss, as I was saying before, the money block that you absolutely must eliminate if you want to make serious money. All right, let's get started. We'll jump right in. The first step is taking a look at what you know about money. Okay, what you want to do is to become conscious of what you've learned already. Have you ever taken a moment to ask yourself consciously what you've learned about money? This really isn't something that we tend to do. I'd be surprised if, you, if you've done this, right? We're so busy just working and living our lives, but it might come as a surprise when you reflect on what you've been taught. You might discover that money doesn't stand a chance in your life when it's been given a bad rap. That's right. That's what we do. We villainize money. I believe that money is actually just a tool that can be used for good or bad, right? There are plenty of people out there who don't have very much money who do good and bad things. And there's also plenty of people out there who do have a lot of resources who likewise do good and bad things. It's up to us 
it's not money. Money isn't what makes us good or bad. We have to really understand that, right? We want to take a look at what we've consciously learned about money. And I've talked about this in the past. You know, I remember um, Gilligan's Island. You know, we had Mr. Howell, Mr. and Mrs. Howell. And they were rich, right? And a little bit snooty. And then we have Gilligan. Everyone loves Gilligan. Everyone wants to be like Gilligan or... Um, Ginger, right? The beautiful movie star. <laughs> but we we think of down-to-earth people as the people we want to be, but they're not wealthy, right? We see the wealthy people as snooty, right? And this is what we've learned about money. So what we want to do here is take a look at what we've learned about money, right? It's completely up to us what we believe about money. So here are some important questions. You know, I just love to give you questions, right? As a as your online coach, I'm always helping you to just dig deeper. Okay. So here are some questions for you. How do you want to think about money? And what do you want to do with the money you've got? Really be thinking about that because you've got to make the space for money. You've got to know what you want to do with it, right? Some of us have money blocks, for example, that say, I'm not good with money. So, you know, you sabotage yourself and money doesn't come to you. As Tony Robbins says, you know, I just love Tony. I worked with him, you know, many years ago. Uh, work, not worth with him. God, I wish I had. Uh, worked under him in his uh, Robin Madonna's Academy. And he says, master money or it will master you. Now, I've found that when I look at it as a tool that holds potential for me to make a difference and think positively about it, it doesn't control me. I actually end up seeing money as less important, right? And seeing what I can do with it as more important. That's more impactful for me. So this very first step is really important because you want to look at it like a tool and we want to stop villainizing it. Okay. Now in step two, just start listening in and being part of conversations that involve people with expansive wealth consciousness. What a gift this would be for you. Start hanging out with people who think abundantly about money, okay? When we're thinking about, you know, the, the millionaire mindset and we're really trying to follow the steps of thinking like a millionaire, we have to start thinking about who we're hanging around with and the kinds of conversations that we're a part of. Have you ever spent time with family or friends and you hear them say things like, it's so expensive, you know, over and over again? And we're wondering if these experiences allow us to believe things like, like I did when I, when I was, you know, homeless and living in poverty, there's never enough. You have to work hard to make money, to make a lot of money, right? Uh, money is hard to come by. Or life is just expensive. And 
all of this just continues to control our experience with money, right? Can you see that? Have you, have you been in this environment? Have you heard your friends or family? Are you saying that? In this case, maybe it's time to start having conversations, listening to audios or reading articles that will get you thinking more expansively about money. This was a major problem for me having been homeless and living in poverty for so long because it was like ingrained in me. I was more or less brainwashed. Here's food for thought. What and who can you surround yourself with that is more abundant? Also, understand that you control your experience with money instead of it controlling you. When you are in the mindset of scarcity, you'll allow life to control you and even keep you living in fear. This is definitely not what millionaires do. This is not the way millionaires think. Now, choose to be fueled, okay, instead of controlled, right? Choose to be fueled positively by your old money stories. Now, I bet you haven't heard this one before. Now, again, you know, being so poor for so long, it was literally like in my DNA. It's just the way I was born. I was born into a very poor family. You know, we never, you know, had things. I, I never had uh, clothes from a store. Um, we just, we didn't ever have food. Um, it, was, it was really hard. And this was my story for the longest time. So I learned later on in life when I, I learned a lot of these things that I'm teaching you that you can actually leverage your money stories. So here's what I mean, okay? So instead of trying to ditch your old money stories, you could try seeing them for what I actually believe they are, which is gifts and fuel. I believe this is true. You know, I know that we, and I work with my clients on letting go of stories that don't serve us. Uh, a lot of this we have to learn somehow, some way to take, con um, um, we have to really take uh, as though we, we have some responsibility, right? We have to take responsibility for some of these things, okay? Some of the old stories. But when we're talking about money, we realize that these are just stories, okay? Based on our experiences, based on events that happen for sure, right? But they're just stories. So often when what we're taught no longer sits well with us, when we've grown, it becomes really the best fuel uh, that you'll ever have to inspire you to change your life and really help you to create positive desires instead of a life of lack. You have to take my word for it because it's working really well for me. So you have to think of these old money stories and find reasons that they can actually propel you towards abundance. Is it time for maybe a new perspective, time for a new shift? 
around money for you. Now, my money stories of you have to work hard for money or there's never enough money have changed when I changed the belief around them. I went looking for proof that these stories were true and what I found is that there, there is, in fact, plenty of entrepreneurs, you know, like Tim Ferriss, for example, who wrote the four-hour work week, who indeed is living, you know, really well, right? There's lots of people who are living really well, and they're doing all of this without having to work long hours, now, I'm pretty sure if you were to talk with Tim, he probably would tell you that maybe in the beginning he slaved, he worked really hard. He, he was smart. He figured out a way, which is why he wrote the book, to really help people. And this is why I do my podcast, because, you know, there's things that we've learned along the way that we believe can help others. And so what we want to do is to help other people to stop struggling, okay? And I know that there's other people out there, you know, who have the same belief that I did, that there's not enough money, right? This is definitely not um, the way millionaires think, okay? I was able to bust through this because... I saw money everywhere. It was just a myth. It was just a story. It was, it was something that wasn't serving me. But when I put this through my judge and jury in my mind, and I said, prove it to myself, in, in a court of law, I cannot prove that you have to work hard for money. I can't. Because I see proof everywhere of entrepreneurs out there who are doing really well without having to work so hard. And again, in a court of law, I can't prove that there's never enough money. Can't. Because I see entrepreneurs who have lots of money. You know, people who win the lottery. People who manage to be very intelligent about the way that they are growing their money. And I see money everywhere, okay? So from now on, use your stories to fire you up to think more positively about them. Now, in this next step, um, I sort of touched on this already, but to think like a millionaire, you need to have a list of reasons or evidence for why abundance is possible for you. And there's a lot of people who say, well, that's just not something that's possible for me. So that's just a story, right? That's not the way entrepreneurs think, or, well, I should say millionaires think. So to think like a millionaire, you need to really change this. So when I realized just how much that I wanted financial freedom, I started watching other women who were making a huge difference and huge revenues, too. I was and still am incredibly grateful that they showed me what was possible for me. And again, I believe that if someone else has done it, they're no more special than me. So for you, you must be thinking that. Whoever you are watching, you really have to say to yourself, these people are no more intelligent and no more special than you. And what they are doing just shows you proof that it can be done and you can do it too. So I'm always looking for evidence. And this is what millionaires do. To think like a millionaire, 
you actually need to think that anything is possible. This is what the millionaire mindset is. So speaking of mindset, it's clear that most people walking around have money mindset blocks, okay? You know, it's it's one of those things when we're talking about blocks, we all have blocks about things, but money blocks, right? And one that I want to talk to you about today is around success. So there's that money block of um, what would happen if you're too successful, okay? And if you are literally thinking that you want to kind of stay a little low, then you're not going to be too successful. You're worried about the taxes. You're worried about lots of other things. What, what if, you know, something really bad happens? You know, when things start going really, really well, do you ever worry what might happen if you get too successful? Do you ever think that you actually do fear reaching your true potential more than you fear failure? This is absolutely huge. In case you've been there, I really want to be more transparent and tell you that sometimes this fear pops up for me. The bigger my business grows, the more I'm exposing myself to some unknown disaster that might crush me. For me, I just happen to be much more committed to my expansion than you know, really falling victim to my fear. So when these thoughts come up for me, I do the work and I work through them. Now, just to let you know, sometimes these thoughts never really go away. And this is why you have to learn the tools to control the thoughts. I thought I would share this with you um, exactly, you know, how I do this, right? So in case you have fears like this or other thoughts that freak you out from time to time, I really want to be able to share this a step-by-step process for basically turning your fear into fuel so that you can just continue, you know, moving and progressing towards success. So number one, my advice, feel the fear, And that was pretty scary for me the first time my mentor shared that with me. We're talking about a very specific fear here, a fear of success, but this works with any illogical fear, right? Fearing success is illogical. It doesn't make any sense at all, right? You You want to have lots of money. You want to think like a millionaire, but you're fearing success. It's illogical. It doesn't match right? You're literally pushing money away from you when you're thinking like that. And some of this is unconscious. So instead of trying to push the fear away, like most of us do, sit and feel the fear. This is you doing some self-coaching, right? I'm your online coach and I'm giving you these tools that you can do the self-coaching. Welcome the fear in and just accept it for just a few short minutes. My husband always says, it is what it is. (laughs) It's true. So, you know, something happened to scare you. 
Um, I was just accepted in a very big magazine as an executive contributor, so I'm super excited about it. But yeah, I actually had those fears. Like, um, I think some of the imposter syndrome kind of pops up because, you know, you know where I'm from, right? Being, you know, homeless at one point, living in poverty. It's like that little girl, you know, that young adult, you know, person with self-esteem issues and confidence is kind of like always living here in my skin. So I'm always thinking about someone's going to find out. Well, they're going to find out because I'm telling them. Because <laughs> I tell everybody, you know, we have these shadows and fear is part of that. We have the shadows that live with us and that's why we have tools to work with these shadows. Okay. So you know, that's why you have to have these tools for your self-coaching. And, you know, these things that happen that scare us, we just want to feel it. You might be surprised at what happens when you stop pushing it away. Personally, I find that it quickly dissipates for me. When I go into this self-coaching, I can dissect the thoughts and look logically at the feelings that it's causing. When you're doing this, you'll notice that you're a victim until you demand an outcome that's more optimal. When you get stuck in the fear, ruminating over and over again, right, guilt or worry, you're really just falling prey to being a victim, which of course means you've lost control. The more optimal experience is to be in a more powerful position of your thoughts and your feelings. Plain and simple, right? Now, I don't like to let my mind run the worst case scenarios, but it does happen, right? But if there's um, a lot of energy around the fear that I'm feeling, I'll ask myself to consider my options. If it actually happened, you know, what would happen? What would be my options, right? What I notice is that the new feeling of courage and strength comes over me. If I can feel, you know, like I'll never give up kind of feeling, I'm reminded that my mission never, ever ends come what may, right? So this is what we want to do. We, we are sitting in the fear, right, is a first step, right? But what we want to do is we start thinking, what about this and what about that? We start thinking about the worst case scenario and, and it's normal. So if you're doing this, you know, don't, don't think there's something wrong with you. It's perfectly normal. But what you want to do is you want to start thinking, okay, well, what are your options, if this actually happens. And then you start noticing that you have a lot of strength when, you know, these unexpected events pop up, right? You start realizing that you can really achieve anything. You know, anything that happens, you can achieve it. Now that you're aware of all of this, ask yourself this, okay? Is my fear of success actually true? Whatever it is, right? Like I was telling you, um, my imposter syndrome, right? If people found out, what, what were they going to find out? They're going to find out the truth that I'm always telling everyone anyway, that I'm, I'm an imperfect 
person with fears um, that I, I have tools and I'm overcoming them. So what? If people find that out, if anything, what we want to do here, especially if you have a business, is you want to really come across as imperfect. You really cannot connect with people. Well, let me reverse that. People cannot connect with you in your marketing when you're so dang perfect. That's hard. They want to be like you. They see you as this rocking entrepreneur, right? You're doing all this. Got your 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 website, it's all fancy and everything, and and um, you've got your podcast and all of this, the things that you're selling, you look amazing, right? And they want to be just like you, but the truth of the matter is, is they want to connect with someone who's real. That is true. Otherwise, you might scare them away. So if you are someone who is real and you have all these fears and you have fallen down and you've shown them your failures as well as your successes, guess what? They're going to say to themselves, if she can do it, if he can do it, I can do it too. And this is what we really want to do. We want to be able to empower people to really achieve more in their life because ultimately... We are doing what we want to do in our businesses to help more people. When you help people out of a problem into a solution, then making money is a byproduct of that exchange, okay? So what we want to do is we want to really start thinking about how the fear of success is irrational and it makes absolutely no sense. So when you have these tools, you can do anything. So I ask, what's in my control? And then I take any action that I can. If I've done all that I can, I make a promise to myself to let go and trust my journey. That's how I've gotten where I am, okay? You can't get anywhere in life when you're sitting in your stories or your fears, okay? The act of being conscious of both, you know, your fear, all of that, Um, you know, the the questions that you're asking yourself about what's in your control, um, if your fear is really true or not, these things are what's really going to help you to make that promise that you can let go, that you can grow. Remember what we're talking about here is your expansion and your growth as a human. This is ultimately what is going to help you to be successful. This is what thinking like a millionaire is all about. Learning to control these thoughts that don't help you move towards opportunity to create abundance, right? This is everything. When we're scared of success, when we're scared of failure, when you know we're running from success, this is the worst thing that we can do. We, we don't take action. And we end up in the same place year after year. Next, what do we do? We blame ourselves. We start blaming others, how they didn't support us. But what we're left with is low self-worth. It's not an abundant place to be. This is not the way millionaires think. So finally, the, the last thing that I do is ask myself more questions, okay? So what I'd 
like to suggest you do is to ask yourself this question. Okay, this is a good one. What is a new belief that I could create in place of the fear? So what we want to do, you know, we've felt through the fear, right? And we're, we're working on what we can actually control. But now what we want to do is we want to start thinking about replacing the fear. For me, when I'm working through a fear, I deliberately focus my mind on thoughts that calm me around the issue and provide evidence of goodness that's possible for me right? Um, that more opportunity is likely for me. For instance, for the fear that I shared with you here, I might say something like this. I trust my journey and I know that the universe is on my side. Um, anything that happens is happening for me and not to me and is for my expansion as a human. I trust myself and I will never abandon my mission. I was born for happiness, health, and abundance. So this is something I can say to myself and feel very committed to it. It feels good. It feels right. And then I feel more courageous. I feel more bold. See, and this is where my brand comes from, Fearless Pursuits. It's not about you being fearless, okay? because we will never, ever be fearless. We realize that we're humans and events happen to us. People say things to us. They get in our heads. We're triggered. What Fearless Pursuits is about is learning the tools to gain courage, to be bold, to go after what it is we want. You can literally go from your rock bottom, like my rock bottom beginning, to literally be literally being an executive contributor in a magazine. I was just nominated for the Korea Awards and I am so incredibly excited. It's for creatives who are impacting the world and I cannot wait until the decision is made. So this is what we're talking about. It's about you being who you are, where you are right now, knowing that opportunities, blessings, are out there for you. When you can start to control your thoughts, learn to think like a millionaire, you can accomplish anything. When you're working so hard to make money, you don't want to forget about the little tricks that millionaires know and practice. If you want to think like a millionaire, practice all of these steps that I've talked to you about in this podcast and commit to working on releasing all of the money blocks, taking action, you will be forever changed. But understand this, all of this takes practice. So don't just try it once and shrug it off. You'll get better and better at training your brain to overcome any fears and train your mind to think like a millionaire. Cheers to your abundance and impact. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star review to let other people find the podcast. I'm Sharon Lee, your online coach. I'm out. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. 
Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.